Okay, I'm just going to warn you that the way I plan to start this episode is going to sound a lot like a really bad infomercial. So just bear with me for a second. Here we go. Has this ever happened to you? <laughs> See what I'm saying? It did totally sound like a really bad infomercial, but, but anyway, but, but seriously, has this ever happened to you? You forget something. And not like where you left your keys or your sunglasses, which by the way, are probably on top of your head, <laughs> or forgetting an anniversary or a birthday, because I know we've all done things like that at some point. What I'm talking about is something more like this. You're having a conversation with someone, and it might even be a very engaging and thoughtful conversation, and mid-sentence, literally mid-sentence, you completely lose your train of thought. But you don't just completely lose your train of thought, you, you also forget what you are saying or what you were going to say, but you also forget what you were talking about in the first place? <laughs> I'm serious, has this ever happened to you? Because this scenario actually happens to me more times than I would really care to admit, and I think it has to do in large part with the information overload we're subjected to and that we, we honestly, to some degree, create for ourselves on a daily basis. And this is a problem that I know all of us are dealing with on some level. So I have been reminded many, many times that if you identify a problem, you should also come up with some kind of solution for said problem. You know, don't come to me with a problem, come to me with a solution. Probably heard that before. <laughs> so today, a few things I am personally doing to try and curb those feelings of being overwhelmed. Oh, and, and by the way, I'm Brian Sakawa, and you're listening to That's It from He Spoke Style. First up, the world will not end. Right. The world will not end. I'm saying it. The world will not end if something doesn't get taken care of or done or responded to immediately. <laughs> We've gotten to this point with email and text messages and replies and, and constantly being in contact where people have begun to expect, right or wrong, answers and things literally done right when they make contact with you, and, and possibly maybe that you're a mind reader and, and you did it before they even asked. And if this is the case, I can tell you, honestly, I feel this way. We, the people who are on the receiving end of those asks, have probably sometime or somewhere done something to make the askers feel that they should expect an immediate answer. For example, maybe you think, like, oh, if I answer immediately and get stuff done super fast, especially if we're talking about like a boss or someone like that, you'll get in their good graces, <laughs> right? You felt that before. And, and I can tell you from experience that this is a bad precedent to set, especially if it's in a work environment, because you're really creating this stressful climate and competition with your peers. That's right. You're manufacturing it. There is no reason to do this. And let me tell you, this is completely unhealthy and unsustainable behavior. There's no way you can keep up with this. There's no way you can keep up with yourself. There's no way you can outdo everyone if you're already answering immediately. It just doesn't get any quicker than that. And, and if you've gotten to that point, you know the stress that it causes you. And, and, and you just want it to end. And so the best thing to do is for your own sanity is to just wait. Wait to hit reply. 
wait to even open that email. It's okay. You can get to it later, really. You can get to it later. It's okay. And the world will not end. I promise you. Next, clean up your act. (laughs) One of the biggest things I found in my life that contributes to my stress level is clutter. And I'm not talking about the digital kind of clutter, like tons of emails, which is definitely a very, very real struggle. But what I'm talking about is just a good old-fashioned mess. (laughs) So I am a person who makes piles of things. Piles of things just appear around my apartment. Clothes, dishes, papers on my desk. and, And I just put off cleaning them up because there's always something else to do or think about. Or I always make up something else to do or think about. And <laughs> I, I really believe that doing things on the internet all the time totally contributes to this. Like, you can literally have tons of tabs open on your browser, but this idea of multitasking, I, I really believe, is a complete farce. There is no such thing. You can have all these tabs open on your browser and, and you think you're doing things at the same time, but, you know, really they're just sitting there and you're not really doing anything. You're not really getting anything done. At least that's how I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tabs open on my browser right now, all to very specific things. And I can tell you that I'm not getting anything done on them right now. I'm recording this, which is good, which is good. But but I'm just just as an example. So what happens is we've all been there and we think we're multitasking, but you can multitask on the Internet. But that does not translate to actual physical activity, like picking up piles of things you've left around the apartment, for example. Um, <laughs> I know that to be true. And, and maybe it's because those types of things are we, we've grown up. Your mother said, pick up your room or do the dishes. You know, you had these chores. These, these things are like chores to you. And who likes to do chores? I, I don't really like to do chores. But we, we put ourselves in this headspace where there's always something else to do. And what happens is these things accumulate and pile up. And they really affect how our stress level and how we are doing anything in our life. If I don't have a clean apartment or a neat apartment, I can't get things done because it just drives me insane. And I don't know what's holding me back from cleaning it up. Well, I do. I do. That's exactly why I'm recording this podcast today is to tell you that it's okay. I mean, we're all feeling overwhelmed to some degree, and most of us are probably extremely overwhelmed. The last thing we want to do is think about something else that we have to do, something so minor like picking up a pile of clothes. And I know that getting out of that headspace is, it's not hard, but it does require some effort. And sometimes I even have to say out loud to myself, okay, Brian, let's only focus on this pile of clothes, fold them, put them away, and then you'll feel better. Do the dishes. You'll feel better. Go through this junk mail. Make sure it's all junk mail. (laughs) Throw it out. You will feel a lot better because I have a clean space. And you know what? I do it, and it works like magic. But like I said, it does take a little bit of commitment and dedication to get there. It is so worth it. (laughs) Finally, read something, anything, an article in the paper, a magazine, a book. And one of the resolutions I made for myself in the new year is I just found myself completely glued to my computer screen. And it was so hard to get away because there's always something to think about. Well, those eight tabs open on my 
browser. I have to do something, you know? There's things calling my name. <laughs> and I, I wanted to create more time where I was away. And we're, we're so screen addicted, you know? And getting away from that is hard sometimes. And again, it's it's just like picking things up. You have to physically tell yourself to do it and make the effort to do it. And when you do it, it always feels better. So one of the things that I've been doing is making time to read. And not a lot of time, 30 minutes, 15 minutes, it, and it, it doesn't have to be a lot, but just the sitting there and being really, really helps me kind of even think better. Not not even about what I'm reading, but just, just think clearly about anything. So stopping and getting away from all this stuff is a very good thing. And, and I found reading to be very helpful. Like I said, even though you don't need a whole lot of time, it's important to make time. So if I've had a very busy day and not not like that 30 minutes to just sit down in my chair and read there, I I will read before I go to bed. And I have a really neat book. Um, it's called An Encyclopedia of the Exquisite. And it's totally meant for this type of reading where I have two to three, maybe five minutes to read before I go to bed. And it's, it's just got these neat little excerpts of well, it's like an encyclopedia, and there are these words that we all know, like fanfare, or I can't think of another one right now, but they're just really neat little anecdotes about where these words have come from, and I guess the point is, it doesn't really matter about this particular book, but the point is, they're short, bite-sized things, and I feel like I'm learning something too. I'm not just quieting my mind, but I'm learning something, and I'm taking myself away from all of the other things that I need to be doing. No, 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 that's totally wrong. Not that I need to be doing that I think I need to be doing. And that's really the point. We think we need to be doing all this stuff, but we don't. You really don't. The world will not end. You will get up tomorrow. Everything will still be there. And if you just take this time out for yourself, you will feel less overwhelmed, less overloaded, and you'll just plain feel better, period. So the thing that I found with any of these things and feelings of being overwhelmed is that you pretty much have to deliberately extract yourself from these situations and tell yourself to stop for a second, slow down, and just focus on one thing. That's it. That's all it takes. And if I could make a suggestion of one thing to do right now, that would be to give us a five-star rating in iTunes. (laughs) I had to go there. So um, really enjoying doing the podcast for you, and I hope you do like it too. And that's it. Thanks for listening. You know, I have to tell you that last week when I said that's it, I did not mean to say it because it's the title of the podcast, but I, I did it totally on purpose this week. And, you know, it's like when you're watching a movie or whatever, and you see, you know, like, what is the title? T- titles that mean anything. And then like three quarters of the way through the movie, someone in the movie says the title of the movie, you're like, oh... That's why they call it that. So maybe I'll start making a habit of throwing it in somewhere. It'd be like a little Easter egg every week. Well, it wouldn't be an Easter egg because I just told you it was coming. So anyway, thanks for listening. See you next time. Our podcast is edited by Mac McLaughlin, sponsored by Nobody, and recorded right here at my desk. Music